This is the JWN Podcast. Welcome to episode number 63. This is a solo show, which means it's just me talking to you about whatever I feel like talking about today. If you're new to the JWN Podcast, we do do interviews with creative professionals, and those come out on Mondays. But towards the end of the week, I let it loose. I talk to you directly. So, I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're, you're doing okay. I'm going to be honest. It's been a, a weird, weird week. You know, I, I've felt really kind of just down and out at the beginning of the week for, for a variety of reasons. But hey, maybe you're having a great week. Maybe you've been paying attention to the stock market <laughs> and you're a, 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 one of the little guys who've been kind of manipulating the stock market and making money off of companies like GameStop. <laughs> uh, this story is fascinating to me and I'm not going to go into the details of it because I understand your eyes will just glaze over if you start talking about financial stuff, stock market stuff. But all you need to know is that information is power. And as people collectively learn more about how things work, they can use that information against, you know, the status quo. And that's kind of what's going on right now, you know, through Reddit. There's a, if you don't know what Reddit is, it, it's, it's a website where it's like a community-based website. I wouldn't call it a social media website, but I guess it kind of is. It's more like an old school message board. But anyway, there's a community on there of people into investing that, that have gathered around stocks that they think are, uh, you know, underperforming or real cheap. And they just get, you know, they have four and a half million people in this one group that they kind of almost militarize to manipulate the stock market. And now they, the, the, the old guard is freaking out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm probably making it sound. If you're someone who does know uh, how this is all working, I'm probably making it sound um, really dumb. <laughs> And I'm trying to dumb it down because it is very confusing. But all you have to know is that when you learn about this stuff and lots of people do, then you can kind of maybe make some changes to the way things work. I don't know. It seems very, it's a very fascinating uh, thing that's going on right now in the financial world. But that's not what I want to talk about today. So let's just, let's just move past that right now. It's been, like I said, I had a rough beginning to the week. You know, uh, the the episode that came out on Monday with Amanda Lane Evans. Uh, first of all, this is this is how my week went. Sunday night, I don't know what happened. I usually, uh, you know, get my episodes uploaded to my hosting provider for my podcast, and I get it out there so it, it it's there for you on Monday morning when you wake up, uh, wherever you are in the world, except for Australia, because <laughs> you're, you're a day ahead. So I guess it's Tuesday there. Who knows? Anyway. Um, yeah, I got, I, I was about to go to bed and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't upload the podcast. <laughs> what am I going to do? And then I was like, and then I went to my home office where my computer usually is. And I remembered I didn't bring my computer home. <laughs> Because I had left it at my studio 
because I knew I had to do some 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 work in the morning with my computer. And I was like, ah, why why move it? I'll just be back in the morning, not even thinking. Basically, I completely just went brain dead. <laughs> I just I lost it. I lost it. So then I couldn't, I was like, I'm not driving all the way to my studio to publish this thing. And I'll publish it in the morning, whatever. Not really a big deal, but that's kind of how my week has been. It's been um, cloudy in my head. And it was really kind of rainy and cloudy where I live up until today, really. And I believe it or not, like my attitude today is, is a little bit better. I'm a little off physically though. And I don't know if it's just because of all the stress that it, from from combined stresses in life uh, started to take its toll. But I know that Saturday, this past, I'm jumping around. I apologize. I'm going all over the place. Let me kind of let me kind of uh, smooth it out here. On Saturday, after I went for my long run that I usually do on Saturdays because I've been training for the Myrtle Beach Marathon, uh, I started to feel a little bit of a pain in my hip, and it was similar pain that I experienced when I ran the Myrtle Beach Marathon at, in uh, March of 2020. After that marathon, it was like a week before everybody locked down hard, right? And I had run that marathon and I pretty much gave myself like an overuse injury. Something I, I I pulled something, did something to my hip, and it was it was a muscular thing and it hurt like crazy. And I had to stop running after that for quite a while, which was it was rough starting off the pandemic. And it was like, oh, we're supposed to we're supposed to, you know, be locked down. And I'm like, well, I could go running. That's a healthy thing to do, but I was in pain and I couldn't go running. <laughs> It was a rough start to that. Anyway, I kind of healed from that. I made it through the summer, started my marathon training again. Um, and yeah, it started like after my run. It wasn't even that bad of a run. It wasn't like a really particularly long run or fast run. It just started hurting out of nowhere. And I, I was completely confused as to why. Uh, I didn't feel like I was straining or doing anything weird. I did get a new pair of shoes. It could be the shoes or it could just be stress related because then that trans like that today, my hips not bothering me, but my neck is bothering me. I, I just don't know. I, so some of this stuff always seems weird to me, like how you don't do anything that would promote a, a pain like a muscular pain, like there's nothing that you did and all of a sudden something hurts so they always start to think, okay, well, what caused it? Is it stress? Is it something else? I don't know. Am I sleeping funny? Mm. Um, <laughs> so I went through the whole week just kind of in a funk because I wasn't feeling good, you know? And uh, yeah, then I got bad news on uh, was a Monday or Tuesday. I got bad news that the Myrtle Beach Marathon had been postponed until May, which to me is the worst. They, they, I would rather they have canceled it than postponed it to May because I, I still want to do it. But the problem is the average temperature in May uh, for the date that they moved it to is like 75 degrees. Now, if you've been listening for a while and you know that I struggle with running distances, long distances, like a marathon, 
in any kind of heat. Like in the 40 to 50 degree temperature, that's my sweet spot. I'm very comfortable. I'm not too cold. I won't overheat. Everything's great. And that's what a March Myrtle Beach Marathon in the beginning of March would have been in that temperature range. It's it's at the perfect time for me to run a marathon. But in May, it's too hot. So now I'm freaked out. I'm upset about that. Uh, I had to stop my marathon training plan, which is kind of good because whatever's going on with this hip thing gives me some time to like maybe take a break from running as much as I've been running lately. And, and maybe maybe I can, I can avoid getting injured again. So I'm going to look at that as a positive. That's a positive takeaway from that. Uh, other than that, um, I just been in a funk. I've been in a funk lately. I, I don't know. I, I've been trying to, to be, to, to find the positives and things. And, and who knows, maybe it's just because of everything the world is going through right now. And, and, uh, a bit of seasonal, uh, you know, depression, and then it was rainy and windy and stormy for a few days. And it just felt like ugh, everything just felt like sad. I've been busy also. I've been very busy, which I'm grateful for being busy. Um, tons of photo work going on this week. Uh, lots of stuff happening. But it kind of like culminated in me being stressed out, <laughs> which is not good. It's just not good. I, I'm usually pretty good at handling that kind of, um, you know, a lot of stuff coming in and, and being able to manage it. And and I have not been able, it haven't been the same lately. And uh, maybe it's a, co- a combination of all of these things. But I know that on like Wednesday, I kind of got to the point where I started laughing about it. This is yesterday, actually. I'm recording this on Thursday. Yesterday, I woke up in the morning. I, I went to make my coffee. I filled the coffee machine. I just, I'm using a, a, a regular coffee machine type of thing, not like a fancy, it's just a regular standard, like Mr. Coffee style coffee machine. So I filled the machine up with water and I went to go put my coffee beans in the coffee grinder. But instead of pouring them in the coffee grinder, I poured them into the same thing where you put the water in the actual coffee machine. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Uh, so that I had to unplug the machine, I had to dump it all out, clean it out. And I mean, that's not the way you want to start a morning before you even got to drink your coffee, right? And I just started laughing because I was like, what, am, what is going on? Why, why am I falling apart here? Um, as far as I know, by the way, I still don't, I still haven't caught COVID. My wife is back to normal. She's not showing any symptoms whatsoever. If you listened to last week, we gave the little tale as my wife ate her dinner <laughs> about her COVID experience and how weird it was. One thing that we didn't even touch upon during all that COVID like craziness of like her having symptoms, but testing negative and then testing positive. In the middle of all that, one of our dogs, um, our oldest dog, Lola, she's a sweet little dog. She's a Pomeranian. And she's about 14 years old. Anyway, she started having these this condition. She has conge- uh, congestive heart failure, but she's had, she's been on medication. It's kept her alive for like the last five years since she's been diagnosed with this, which is amazing because most dogs, when they have this issue that she has, she has like this enlarged heart and all that. They don't last very long after that. You know, when they start showing symptoms, even though you medicate them, you might get a year or two out of them been almost five years since since 
this problem started. So she's been doing great, but she started like coughing like crazy and uh, started having these, these spells of, of um, there's a technical term for it. I don't know what it is, but it's basically the heart strings, like these tendons around the heart, these, these fibers, uh, they, they, they snap and it's very painful for a, a few seconds for the dog. Uh, it, it's it's alarming to to witness it because this tiny little dog gets as loud as a peacock and it sounds like a peacock calls. It doesn't sound like a dog. It's a sound that you would not expect coming out of the throat of a dog ever. It's a scream. It's so scary and alarming. And she kind of like falls over and stretches out and then pees all over the place and and then goes back to normal. She all of a sudden started having that. She hadn't had an attack like that years. And then she started having those again. So we took her to the vet. This is right at the, right before we found out that my wife did indeed have COVID like the day before um, she started having all these symptoms again, or, or the the loss of taste and smell or whatnot. I took her to the, to the dog, to the vet and uh, they looked at it and, you know, they, they said, you know, she's just kind of progressing. It's getting worse. Strangely, and, and she was coughing like bad. So strangely enough, she's starting, you know, over the last couple of weeks, she started getting better. Now I'm concerned. Did my dog catch COVID? Maybe she had COVID on top of the, uh, of her irregular health problems because she's now kind of feeling better. She has stopped coughing. Uh, she did have another one of those spells a few nights ago. Um, I think it was Monday night or something like that, but, but it's pretty much largely under control again. And, uh, I don't know. I've heard dogs can get COVID. So maybe my dog got COVID. My wife had COVID. I don't know. I'm not about to bring my dog to CVS and be like, can you test this dog for COVID? I don't know how that works. I don't know how they test dogs for COVID. I, 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 I probably could have asked or looked into it, but I didn't. So anyway, that was all going on at the same time with my wife's COVID thing. So I think the stress of all of that whole situation of, you know, the biggest fear I've had this whole time was not for me catching COVID. It was for my wife catching COVID. Um, and she got it and she had a relatively mild case of it and she's, she's okay. But I still haven't gotten it. I, I've been tested constantly since, you know, while this whole thing's going on and I don't have it or at least not yet. Nothing's manifested in me yet. I just don't know. I even went and got an antibody test on Friday evening. I got an antibody test just because maybe I had it. I don't know. And maybe I, I was asymptomatic. Maybe I gave it to my wife. Nope. According to the antibody test, I've never had it. I don't have any antibodies. Um, well, at least, I mean, there's a whole lot of, there's a list of reasons why you might not have the antibodies, even if you did have it. But as far as I know, I just didn't have it because I've, I can't find any way to prove it, <laughs> that I've had it. So I, I guess I just haven't had COVID. Somehow I lived in a house, slept in the same bed as my wife. Didn't catch it. Don't know. Very strange. I guess it, it it's not a, um, a unique story because it's happened to other people and other families. My son hasn't gotten it either. So who knows? It, it's very strange. Uh, th this disease is so weird. It's so almost random, but it's so, it's like Russian roulette. Who knows if you get it and you're confident that you'll be fine, you might be down and out. 
it might hit you hard. And if you're someone who's confident that you'll get it and die, you might have a mild case. We just don't know. Uh, and, I, you know, I had heard from a couple of different clients uh, a couple of days after each other, both give me inf- misinformation saying, oh, well, if you don't have symptoms, it's impossible to spread COVID. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense because things spreading so fast because people aren't getting so sick that they're staying home. You know, that that's the whole reason why it's spread so fast is because people who are seemingly asymptomatic are going out and about and then they're spreading it. it it's none of it makes a lot of sense, but we do know millions of people have caught this thing and millions of people have died in this world from this thing. And ew. so anyway, I'm trying to get back on track <laughs> to thinking about positive fun stuff to talk about. Um, I wrote, for these solo shows, I try to kind of, I don't want to ramble too much. I make bullet points of things I want to talk about throughout the week. One of them though, I wrote in like the darkest days of whatever funk I've been in earlier in the week. And I wrote, the simulation is empty. And that's all I wrote. I didn't elaborate on it. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. I was really in nutso land. I I mean, I was stressed out and it's taking its toll on me, I guess. And I wrote that (laughs) the simulation is empty. It sounds like it could be a good guided by voices song. I don't know. Maybe it was a song I heard and I wanted to write it down to remember. I don't know. It could be anything. Hold on. Let me Google the simulation is empty and see if I was making a reference to, to like look up later on. I'm that I don't know. Uh, the, the top result is empty simulation object. Uh, I don't know what the heck this is. This sounds like programming stuff. There's a lot of math stuff. I, okay, so that's not it. So I must have had some sort of thought that came into my head and I thought I was being deep. Now I have no idea what I was talking about. So there you go. I'm going to name this episode, The Simulation is Empty. And when you, uh, if you read the titles of these episodes, they're usually lyrics for the solo show. I usually put lyrics to songs that pertain to something going on on the solo show. But this time, The Simulation is Empty is going to be up there. And now you know why. (laughs) Because I don't know. I don't know what that means. Oh, man. Um, Another thing that happened... This the, earlier this week during this whole weirdness is I had the craziest nightmare. It's not even that crazy, I guess. It was just the the you know that point when you wake up from an from a nightmare and you're still halfway like not quite understanding that the nightmare was just a nightmare and that reality has uh, is is not the nightmare, you know. Um. It was it was a serious, crazy, like bind fuck situation. I had this dream that I was in this place. I don't even know where I was or why I was there, but I was sitting on the ground against a wall, and somebody who was seemingly a friend of mine, it was a face I did not recognize of this person, but he was there with me as a friend, all of a sudden started attacking me. He was angry at me for something, and I don't know what it was. You ever have that weird thing? I'm sure you have. I think everybody has that weird thing where people in a dream are somebody, of course you know this person, but 
you have no idea who the person actually is or the person is somebody you know, but it's not the person you know. So it'll be like, this person is my mother and it looks like, you know, somebody you've never seen before, but you're like, no, that's my mother. You know, like it's just such a weird thing that happens in dreams. Anyway, this person who apparently was a friend of mine started attacking me and they pulled a gun on me on the ground as they're attacking me. And I'm wrestling with them on this, as I'm leaning up against this wall. And and somehow I managed to like move their arm and they ended up shooting themselves in the head, right? Like right through the, right through the mouth, like almost like suicide style, like through the mouth and um, blows a hole in the back of their head and, but they don't die. And then it's, it gets weird because then they start to chase, he starts chasing me. But now his body and his face are totally different. And I don't mean totally different in the, oh, you just shot a hole through your head thing. I mean, like, it was a different person, but it was the same person. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my mind, it was still the same guy, but he totally changed appearance. And he looked like a character from that show I've been mentioning uh, called 30 Coins, that Spanish HBO, like that European HBO Europe series. Anyway, whatever. Look it up. (laughs) 30 coins. It's a good show. Um, He looked like a character from that and he was all mangled and he kind of was like zombie-ish, you know, he was moving slowly and just kept coming after me and no matter where I went and no matter how fast I ran and or or whatever I did, he was there. Kind of like, like Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees, that kind of just like walking slowly, but always able to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) And he kept repeating this phrase that was nonsensical. It was just a rhythmic phrase that he kept repeating, and I didn't know what it meant, and it was freaking me out. I was like, what do you mean? What does that mean? You're saying these words that don't mean anything together, but you just keep saying them. He kept repeating them, and it was just like a guttural, like, but like, you know, um, I can just, I, I don't even, and this, this is the weird, this is the hard part about dreams and nightmares is certain details that are so prominent, like instantly go away. So like what he was actually saying, the words, I just knew that they were nonsensical, but they said the same thing over and over again. And I, I probably should have written them down um, after I woke up, but I was too freaked out to, to, to think about that. Um, but he was just saying these words and it was like three words, nonsensical kept repeating them and I was freaking out because I didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't know why he was trying to kill me in the first place and I didn't know why he's not dead and I'm running away and I'm panicking and then all of a sudden I just kind of start to wake up because I'm freaked out and as he's saying the words and as I'm coming into consciousness, my wife was snoring. (laughs) Sorry, Amy and it started to become clear that the words he was saying were actually her snores, the rhythm and the thing. It lined up as I'm coming into consciousness and he's saying the words, they line up, uh, they line up with her snores. So they were just words that matched up with the sound of her snore. And, you know, and I realized I was processing her snoring as these words that were nonsensical but I was so confused because there was this seemingly forever period of transition from dream state to like being awake where 
I'm hearing the snore and I'm hearing the words and I'm seeing his face, but I'm opening my eyes and I'm realizing, hey, it's still, you know, it's like still kind of, it's dark out. I'm in my bedroom, but I'm panicked and I'm freaking. And, and what's funny is the next day, my wife was like, hey, you yelled at me in the middle of the night. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you told me to get the fuck away. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I told her this dream, but I know I didn't tell her. I When I woke up from the thing, I didn't tell her to get the fuck away. She didn't stop snoring. She didn't wake up. She must have... I I must have done that at another another point in the night. I must have had a different type of dream or something similar, or I don't know. Maybe I did yell at her, but the whole thing freaked me out. <laughs> and that was my crazy nightmare of being chased by a zombie of a friend who is somebody I definitely knew, but I had no idea who the hell they were. And they were chasing me with the sound of my wife's snoring. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think it means I'm going crazy. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I'll tell you what. I do mentally feel a lot better today and the weather was nicer. Maybe it's all tied together. I should go check and see if there's some sort of weird moon thing going on. I need to talk to my like spiritual like people who are into all that stuff and find out if there's things going on that I should be aware of. <laughs> You know, is is there some sort of planet that's in some sort of weird alignment that's affecting my 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 well-being? But I honestly do think it's just a culmination of all the stress of the previous couple of weeks with, you know, dealing with my wife and my dog and and just life in general and 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 all that stuff coming down. And uh yeah, I mean I, it's always it's it's interesting as I get older because now because now I'm starting to look at like okay what have I done what have I eaten is can any of this other stuff be contributing um, to to be physically feeling like pains in my neck and in my hip and all this other stuff and then the stress uh, yeah I don't know man I don't know how are you doing <laughs> are you doing okay I feel like I just vented on complete strangers about how nutty I've been feeling lately. But I, I'm not, I, please don't worry. I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing better. I, I think this is okay. So now I'm trying to figure out what to do about my running situation. Cause that, that it's something I'm, I've been holding on to, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that I've been able to somewhat keep normal. Uh, I've given up my yoga practice, uh, not because I want to, just because I don't feel comfortable going into a studio right now and I don't like doing it at home. And I've discussed this before, so I won't rehash it too much. But for those of you that are new, I was, I used to love doing yoga, uh, running and yoga were like my physical activities of choice to, to keep myself physically active. And, and the yoga thing since the pandemic started has gone away because I just don't, I, I freak out. I feel a little claustrophobic in a room. Uh, with everybody breathing heavily and it's all about the breath and that's the thing that's killing people. So <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Now that my wife's had it, I, I, I've been I've been actually, you know, trying to psych myself up to get back into it. But I got to slow, I got to take it slowly. You know, I was doing power yoga two or three times a week and other yoga classes. Now I got I to gotta like ease myself back into that because I don't want to get hurt. But the running is something that I was able to keep doing once I got over my uh, my March injury, 
And now I'm like, oh, well, what am I going to look forward to? Now I'm stressed out by the thing that I love to do. Now I'm stressed out about the, 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 the idea of running a marathon in the beginning of May uh, in the South, in South Carolina. It, it's just too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> but speaking of running marathons, have you been paying attention to Eddie Izzard this month? Do you know who Eddie Izzard is? I hope you know who Eddie Izzard is. Uh, she's a she's a, a, a comedian. Uh, she's she's transgender, and I, I lately she's been referring to herself as a she. So we'll call Eddie a she because that that's that's what she uh, identifies as. If you've ever seen Eddie Izzard live or watch any of the specials, just brilliant, just just super insightful. Does she does her comedy in multiple languages? So so she'll do a special and then she'll learn how to do that special in like French and then Spanish or German or whatever it is, and just do the special. So so global uh, audience in their native tongues, not just in English. Um, but anyway, she's been running a marathon every single day on a treadmill for charity <laughs> this this month. And it's it's so awe-inspiring because she's doing interviews while running on this treadmill. And you can go on to eddieizzard.com and actually watch the marathons as they're happening live and watch people interviewing her and talking to her. And it, it's like look, it's so kind of it's so cool. And she also made some, you know what? This 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 sounds like a news story. Hold on a second. What's that sound? Oh my gosh, it's been so long. Is that... It's news! Eddie Izzard has come to J.K. Rowling's defense. Even people who say damaging things about marginalized groups in very public forums have friends, you know. Uh, This story comes to us from an author called Britt Hayes, and it's um, from avclub.com, so I'll put a link to that story in my... uh, show notes here okay so while it was inevitable that someone would come to jk rowling's defense again we probably never would have guessed it would come from eddie izzard the gender fluid comedian who recently revealed that she's going by she her pronouns spoke with the telegraph about the controversy surrounding rowling whose history of transphobic comments culminated in a blog post in which the harry potter author attempted to justify her transphobic opinions by repeating harmful misinformation about gender identity and gender dysphoria, and parroting anti-trans rhetoric disguised as feminist activism. Uh, I don't think J.K. Rowling is transphobic, Izzard says. I think we need to look at the things she has written about in her blog. Women have been through such hell over history. Trans people have been invisible too. Izzard appears to be taking a somewhat diplomatic approach to the issue, adding, I hate the idea We are fighting between ourselves, but it's not going to be sorted with the wave of a wand. (laughs) Nice, Eddie. Um, I don't have all the answers. If people disagree with me, fine. But why are we going through hell on this? And And while Eddie Izzard makes a fair observation about the fighting between groups that should be allies against the system that oppresses both of them, the going through hell she speaks of isn't frivolous or petty. It's a necessary fight clearly asking someone like J.K. Rowling nicely to reconsider her anti-trans stance and have compassion for people 
who are actively being murdered based on the harmful ideology isn't working. It seems pretty reasonable to yell at her about it at this point. And that that last bit of opinion came from the author, Britt Hayes. Uh, I'm kind of with Eddie Izzard on this in the aspect of we can't shut down a conversation. Uh, the best thing we can do is disagree with uh, J.K. Rowling and maybe find a way to to have her understand why what she's putting out there may be harmful. You know, the opinions she might have are not invalid, but they might not be thoroughly thought through or or informed. Uh, because it's tough. You, you know, I struggle with this thing. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, I'm sure. And, and if you think I'm crazy, just, you can send me a message. I, I don't, I don't mind having the conversation, but I think the, the big issue here is that the conversation needs to be had and it needs to be figured out by the oppressors. You know what I'm saying? Like it's up to the I don't know. I guess the term that people use is cis. It's up to us, people that are not transgender, to figure out what the problem is and what our problem is, uh, because it shouldn't be the oppressed. Uh, it shouldn't. The responsibility shouldn't be on their shoulders to tell us what the problem is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not their job. Their job is is to pursue happiness and live a, a life and not be oppressed by people who don't get it, you know? So if J.K. Rowling is publicly kind of sharing her opinions about this and maybe she's wrong, well, we should have that discussion. And instead of, like, demonizing somebody... um maybe find a way that's that's caring and loving to to explain to them why they might not be right or why what you know point out the flaws in their logic but it's a hard thing to ask people who are the ones that are you know part of the group that is oppressing to take the responsibility to correct the ship and stop oppressing people does that make sense? Hopefully it makes sense. But I don't think in her heart J.K. Rowling is coming from a bad place. I just think uh, the conversation needs to continue. And maybe we'll get to a place where people are treated better and we all can agree that the world certainly needs more kindness right, kindness right now. And with that, with that message of kindness and being happy, and, and everyone has the right to be happy. And I've been seeking happiness this week specifically in the, in the now. I'm really trying to find the happiness. And uh, this podcast bring, brings me a lot of happiness. And hopefully, for the most part, it brings you happiness. I'm telling you right now, my guest on Monday made me very happy. My guest coming up this Monday will make you happy as well. Uh, so I hope you listen. I hope you subscribe. Uh, get the conversation going. Send me a message. Go to the website, jdwmpod.com. I look forward to hearing from you. All right? Have a great weekend. Peace! Peace!